You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Farting Around Show. I have one of my dear friends and client um, here with me today, and this woman is incredible. She is an expert at what she does. She's owning it. I'm so excited to have her on the show today. Her name is Daniela Spear, and she is a movement, autoimmune movement coach, and the owner of Remade Wellness, and a certified health coach and strength and conditioning specialist. She is a lupus warrior of 13 years and has combined her passion for health and wellness and self-advocacy to repeatedly overcome the struggles presented by lupus. Through her Remade Wellness Method, Daniela has coached women to reduce their autoimmune flare-ups from two to three times a week to one to two times a month. So anyone listening who has an autoimmune disease, listen up. She's phenomenal, incredible at what she does. And she believes that each woman was designed with a powerful purpose and should not be limited by an autoimmune disease. Instead, an autoimmune disease is the stepping stone to a remade life. And Daniela currently lives in Durham, North Carolina. She's basically my neighbor. We've met in real life. Hello, Daniela. I'm so glad you're here. And you guys, the topic we're going to talk about today is one I think every person can relate to. And we're going to do a creative spin on it. So I am titling this episode, Channeling Fear as a strategy. Ooh, you're probably like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to hear this one. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. First of all, Daniela, I don't think again, I never think that the third person bios do you guys justice. Every time I read them, I'm like, they're way more incredible than this. Um, even though it's not bad, but it's just, gosh, they're so much more incredible. So I would love to first for you to introduce yourself and really what has been kind of your struggle with fear as an entrepreneur, because you've, you've are new to the entrepreneur space full time. Like you guys, she just put in her notice to quit her nine to five. Can we all cheer her on? That's amazing. Yay. But yeah, I want to know what was maybe one of the biggest fears and then also give us a little bit of a background as to like why you do what you do. Yeah. Um, thanks for that question. So I've had my business for five years now, but as you mentioned, fear has always been one of those things that has kept me from going full-time. And this year, I set a word, I set an intention for my year, brave, to be brave. And part of that was making that step to leave my nine-to-five job. So as you just mentioned, <laughs> yeah. I put in my notice, actually, tomorrow's my last day yeah. on my nine-to-five job. So next week, when this episode launches, I will be full-time, okay. working for myself full-time. So I'm an autoimmune movement coach, as you mentioned. I, ever since I was little, I've loved movement. Like I did like my sixth grade research paper on exercise. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why does that not surprise me? Like, not at all. <laughs> the importance of exercise. So when I was growing up, you know, I played all the sports. I did cheerleading, basketball, played soccer, did gymnastics for most of my childhood. And it was always something that was just a part of who I was. Like, I loved being active. But in high school, I was diagnosed with lupus, and that is an autoimmune disease. And for me, lupus was, I had a lot of joint like symptoms in my joints, so it's like arthritis. But prior to that, and this will tie into why I've had the fear in entrepreneurship that I do now or that I have experienced now. Prior to getting that diagnosis of lupus, I spent months, probably a year and a half or so, going from doctor to doctor, just trying to figure out what was going on. Like my hair was falling out. I was having uh, digestion issues. I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep. I've had all these like rashes on my skin, on my hands, on my face. And I got every diagnosis but lupus until in high school one day, just like, like I couldn't pick up my pencil to write. And I was I need to go to the nurse's office. Something's definitely not. I remember going home that day and telling my mom, I need to go to the doctor. Someone needs to believe me, like something else is wrong. And my doctor finally referred us to a rheumatologist. And that's when I was diagnosed with lupus. It was confirmed that I had lupus. And that kind of put a big like stall on me playing sports uh, in high school. And then I had to like really slow down a lot of the activities that I was doing, which was really hard for me because I was always very active in high school. But when I got to college, I was no longer playing sports. And so I was trying to figure out what else to do. So I just started going to the gym. And then by accident, I figured out that, oh, exercise is actually really helpful for me. Like mm -hmm. I am feeling a lot better. I'm having a lot less flare ups. And so I just happened upon that. And so I kept dove into the exercise sports science field. I wanted to go, I was going into college for physical therapy, but I took physics and I was like, mm, this is not for me. But <laughs> I realized that I really liked doing a lot more of the work on the, you know, preventative side of things. So that, that was all tying really well into what I enjoyed doing. And then after college is when I really heard God spoke to me about working with women living with autoimmune diseases and using the thing, the very thing that helped me and the very thing that I'm most passionate about to help other women live it, like within their calling, live the life that they are called to live. Yeah, that's amazing. And I didn't even really know all that. I knew some of it because I know you personally, but I didn't even know all that. That's really awesome. And speaking of thinking of fear and just having your entire life change, I can only imagine your clients feel the exact same way that people don't listen to them because I'm even like, and it's something that you don't really know. It's like an invisible disease, right? Like we, a lot of times you don't even know people have it, but I have lots of friends who I've been around and particularly was around someone in January. And it was like, we were just sitting at the table and all of a sudden she was like, mm. and it was, she was out for the rest of the day. Like literally had to go lay in bed, was out for the rest of the day, but she had a flare up and it's scary right? It's scary to not really know exactly when they're going to happen. So I know that's like something you really work on with your clients. It's helping them know, look, you can, there are signs, there are certain yeah. signs to have that autoimmune disease. And I think what you're doing is just phenomenal. And it's funny because again, it's, you don't really know because it's an invisible disease, but there are so many entrepreneurs 
who are struggling with an autoimmune disease. And I asked, I even asked on my profile a couple of weeks ago, cause you know, we were talking about it and I was like, I'm just curious to know how many of my friends that I've met in the entrepreneurial world and so many people commented and I was like, gosh, I had no idea. Yeah. So I had no idea, but I love like in the topic of this is like channeling that fear as a strategy. I'd love to know what was like, what was the biggest fear? What was the biggest fear, especially for you as an entrepreneur? What was the biggest fear like you found that ties into what you do and how have you really worked to overcome that fear? Yeah, that is a great question. So one of the biggest things that I really struggled with was feeling adequate enough to do what I do and feeling like I could hold my own space in the fitness industry because like the, the fitness and health industry, everyone is doing a lot of different things and it changes all the time. It's always changing. It's a very fast paced industry. And I always felt I didn't know enough and I needed to get another certification and I needed to study more and I needed to learn more. I didn't ever feel like quite ready to like connect and communicate. So I was doing a lot of collecting information, right? Mm -hmm. Over the years, we, we all tend to do that. We like collect, consume, but we don't ever make that connection and then communicate it to our audience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was a fear that no one would believe that I was capable or that I was smart enough or that I actually knew what I was talking about, even though I did, because I got the degree, I have 17 certifications right? and I had done all the work and I have been working in this industry for almost 10 years now. So yes, I am qualified. I'm adequate enough to help people, but the fear that no one would believe me was always holding me back. And it wasn't until recently that I realized that that fear that no one would believe me actually tied back to a long time ago, to my health, right? To being diagnosed with lupus and going through that experience of going to a bunch of doctors and the doctors not believing what I was feeling because anyone with an autoimmune disease, that experience, you go to the doctor, you say, hey, this is what I feel is wrong, but your lab works, your tests, your scans, whatever you, you tests you have, they come back fine. And on paper, there's evidence that you are perfectly fine. And that's why it's like this invisible disease, because like, you, you know that something's not right, but the language that doctors speak, their data, the like mm -hmm. tangible evidence, it's not there. And so it's almost just you're making it up. It's all in your head. No one's believing you. And through those experiences, you learn to shut off that intuition, right? You yeah. learn to shut off that intuition that yes, you are right. Yes, you do know what you're talking about. And so I was carrying that and I have been carrying that over into my entrepreneurship journey that, and that has been holding me back for a long time of launching and going full time. But I think what's important here is to like become aware of that fear and I've, I often hear people say, sit with your fear, be with it. Yes, it is important to acknowledge your fear because that's the first step, becoming aware of your fear. But yes, sit with it for a moment, but also move with it. And mm -hmm. that is one thing that I'm currently really learning to master is moving with the fear, not just like sitting with the fear, like, yes, acknowledge it, but then 
do something with it. What am I going to do now that I know that I have this fear, that I become aware of where this fear came from, where it originated from, how has it shown up in my life in various ways? Now, what do I do with it? Yeah, I love that. And she's, Daniela has heard me say this, um, but I say, once you become aware of it, what an amazing thing, because then you have choices. And a lot of the times people will make a choice to judge themselves instead of making a choice to change. So a lot of the times people will become aware of a fear, and this has totally happened to me, will become aware of this fear. And then we just judge ourselves for it. So we're like, man, we should have do this. Or I wish I was more like that. Or I like, I hate that I'm like this. And we wear it as like an identity mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, I'm aware of this. That just means I can change it. I can move with it, as you would say, being able to take action towards it. And so that's what I really love. Like the topic of just like channeling your fear as a strategy, because a strategy means you're moving, right? Like you can clearly implement a strategy and using that fear as a strategy to move instead of sitting in your judgment and sitting in more fear. Like when you said sitting in your fear, I'm like, I don't like that at all. Like I don't like that phrase at all. No, don't sit with it. I love this. I love this so much because I think so many people who are listening and just every entrepreneur, we all have fears, right? We all have fears. And one of my biggest fears was like being misunderstood. Like yours, it's it's not similar, but kind of where you're like, no one will believe me. So I don't feel capable of going out and talking about these things. So then that kind of led to a little bit of why should I show up anyway? Because no one's going to believe me. Or if I do show up, I'm not showing up 100% Danny because people aren't going to believe me. And mine was over on the like, if I show up, I'm tired of people telling me like they already know what I'm talking about. And then I'm over here. No, you don't. Let me explain it again and over explaining. So I was kind of over showing up to prove that I knew what I was talking about. And you almost went the opposite of no one's going to believe me, but it's very much still the same root of us not feeling good enough. Like that thought both came to the root of like us not feeling good enough. And I think that's something every person I know, I'm not even gonna say, I think I know that is a a fear that every entrepreneur has had. Um, And I've even talked to eight figure entrepreneurs who've had that same fear of I'm not capable. I'm not good enough and living in that what if. And so I just love, love, love that you said that. I love that you said moving with the fear, because again, having that choice of I'm aware of this now, I can choose to do what I want to do with it. I can either choose to sit in judgment and hate myself and make myself feel worse, or I can choose to say, eh, that's not true. Let's keep going. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny too. I was just talking to someone earlier today and they had a fear of being judged and then are judged it like judged wrongly basically. So a fear of being misunderstood. So I asked, and this is just a helpful tip for you, Danielle, or anyone listening. I always say, okay, so what are the actions that you can do that will guarantee that will happen? No one asks that question, right? They're always like, what can you do to make, not make that happen? But I say, no, what are the things you can do that you will guarantee people will not think Danielle is capable? You write all those things down. And then I say, okay, would you ever do any of those things you wrote down? You're like, heck no, I'd never do those things. There you go. Yeah. So you should have no fear of moving forward because 
all of those things you just listed are things you are aware of and that you would make the choice to never do. That's already one leg up from anyone else. Even like the action that I was taking, which was no action and not showing up and hiding was also proving that thought that no one would believe yeah. me because they didn't know, they didn't know that I knew the information. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny. It's so funny how our thought, our results will always prove our thought, right? Which yeah. is so important, guys. And one distinction I want to make is a lot of times people are like, oh, mindset versus strategy. And I want to say, I want everyone to hear me that mindset is a strategy. Absolutely. Like mindset yeah. is a strategy. It's not either or. And a lot of the times, just mindset will bring up a lot more emotions than like tactical strategies will. But I love that because our emotions are our check light. It's yeah. like our check engine light. And speaking of like check engine lights, because I know that you do specifically work with clients who have this invisible disease and they have these flare-ups. So I would even love, because I'm sure people who are listening who have autoimmune disease, I would love to know what are some of your check engine lights that show up for you, not in just your mind, but your body, right? Because that's one thing I've learned from you and I've learned from a lot of other people is that we carry stress and tension in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times we try to change our thoughts and change our thoughts, but we ignore our bodies. So I would love to know if you like even have any tips of what are some indications like in your body that you are carrying this like negative fear? I don't know if that makes sense, but you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like you said, yeah, our bodies are, are very intuitive. If we learn to listen, like I, for, for most people with not immune disease, like I, I said earlier, we like learn to shut out that intuition and we because no one's believing us everyone's telling us it's in our head so we're like well, I must be wrong and so that shows up in other areas of our life where we kind of lose that ability to pay attention and tune in and so this is one of the first things that I work on with my clients and yes I'm a movement coach but and my movement is what I teach I, I teach fitness movement using exercise as a tool but that's exactly what it is it's a tool for a bigger purpose, right? Mm -hmm. It's just an avenue of how I teach people to really learn to tune back into that intuition and pay attention of what's going on. So for most individuals that are dealing with some kind of stress, anxiety, or fear, we tend to hold tension in our neck and our shoulders. And sometimes that can be from a result of not speaking up. And so if you think about like, where you speak from here, right? Your throat, your mouth, that holding that back, holding back tension or anxiety and just storing it, that's going to radiate out into your neck, your shoulders, your arms. And this is where we typically feel those like feelings of fear, but also in our like pelvis area, like in our hips, our low back hips. So for anyone, for any of you that might be feeling like yeah, I, my hips are always really tight. I would challenge you to think about like, where are you not feeling safe or cared for? And that can be, that can definitely show up in the entrepreneurship space because it's your, we, we tend to worry about like, where's our next client coming from? Mm -hmm. Am I going to meet my monthly goals? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? And so that worry of money can show up in your hips and your low backs, so your root. So if you were like sitting on the ground, your hips are like where you're rooted to, to the ground. Yeah. And that is where that 
fear of not feeling safe can mm-hmm. show up as well. That's really cool. I've never thought about that. And I'm over here, do my hips? Do I, do I, and I'm, I'm laughing because you're like, show basically like tune into your intuition. And one of the things that was told to me was you need to consume your intuition. Mm-hmm. You stop consuming content, all these things. Like you need to consume your intuition. And it was just paying attention to my body. And it's so cool to, to see that. I think, especially as entrepreneurs, we tend to ignore our bodies to spend more time on our business. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. But the more successful I've come, the more I've realized that like, I can't win a race with a broken down car. I have to take care of my car. I have to take care of my body. And if I pay attention to my body, it'll tell me certain things, right? Like it'll tell me where I'm feeling stressed out. Like it'll tell me. And I just think that's super important too, because you have a different outlook on it because you do work with patients who have an autoimmune disease, but it's really cool because it's almost like they are just like the entrepreneurs and where we ignore it. So even if they, if they are an entrepreneur too, gosh, they have a double whammy. So it can cause a lot of dysfunction. I even would say cause fear because if they're over here thinking like, I'm so tired, I'm not, I'm never going to have time to work on my business. That creates a fear of, I don't have enough time. Yeah. So crazy how it's all connected. Think about why, think about why we ignore those signs, right? We're so inundated by commercials and messages of, you know, medications left and right. Talk to your doctor about this. Oh, do you feel this? Talk to your doctor about this. And it's always just use this medication, cover it up, silence it. Like we, we as a society see depression, anxiety, a diagnosis as bad things. But the one thing I really challenge my clients on is to think about it, like you said earlier, as a stepping stone, right? It's not a bad thing. Like we are taught to see those things as bad. They are our body's way of communicating with us. Like they are messengers. Like they are our body saying, hey, something's off. Let's have a conversation. And that is why one of the first things that I do with the remade method is teach my clients to learn to tune in. Like we use, like what you're doing is like, we sit, we sit quiet and listen and uncomfortable. (laughs) And yeah, we take, you know, time to be uncomfortable, to listen and communicate with our body. And if we take the time to do that, our body will tell us what it needs. And then we can tell our body what to do. So like, with the remade method and like how I work with my clients is they come to me, they're exhausted from their immune system, just going crazy. And it's like your friend that just had this flare up all of a sudden. Yes. Most of the time it's like very unpredictable, but what is predictable is training your immune system. Like you can tell your immune system how to act. You just have to train it. And that is why movement and strength training, what I do with my clients is so helpful because strength training is like this very magical controlled way of like applying a little bit of stress to your immune system, but in a way that teaches your immune system to say, oh, I can handle this. And so when you have stress from other things outside of working out, remember movement is just a tool, right? Yeah immune system learns to respond better to stress so that when you are handling whatever else life throws at you, you don't have to worry about having a flare up because you've trained your immune system to handle it. 
That's such a creative way to think about it. I would have never thought you can train your immune system, but that's you, you can awesome. tell it like, hey, chill out. <laughs> yeah, chill out. You listen to me. All right. You know more fear. Okay. Yeah. No fear. So yeah, you're using it as, as a strategy. And it's, I, I love what you said that because a Brian Bogart, there's two things I want to say that he said. Uh, the first thing that he said was a lot of the times people will ignore the fear and the pain because they're uncomfortable with a little bit of fear and pain, but that leads to a large amount of suffering. And so a lot of the times we, like you said, you'll use like medication or something to cover it up. And because you're so afraid to just sit in that being uncomfortable and listening to the signs in your body for a little bit, but not doing that will cause long-term suffering. And to put it in an example of not even fitness or entrepreneurship, he said, you're uncomfortable to have that conversation with your spouse, but it's going to lead to suffering a loveless marriage down the road. If you won't spend that 15, 20 minutes in that uncomfortable conversation, but then it'll lead to years of a loveless marriage or divorce, something like that. And it was so, it was like game changer because he said, you have to pay attention to the fear, but don't judge yourself, right? Don't judge yourself, take action on it. And then he said this quote, and it literally changed my life. I'm, I'm going to do an entire podcast episode on it because it's just so profound. But he said, the opposite of fear is faith. And he said, the thing that both fear and faith have in common is that they're both unknown. Yeah. So he said, what unknown are you going to choose? And I hear that a lot in entrepreneurship, right? Because they're like, oh, I'm just going to step out in faith and pray that this works or hope that this works. But the thing about it is they're still holding on to the unknown of the fear and they're not stepping fully into the unknown of the faith. And you can't ride both. It's like riding two horses with one butt. Like you can't do it. You have to go all in on faith or yeah. you can sit in your fear and judge yourself forever in a day. So I love when you were talking about that, I love that because you were saying you can channel or not really channel, but train your immune system to know when these things are happening. And so I'm over here thinking like my brain's going, oh my gosh, you can train your brain and everything else. Like my goodness. And when a fear comes up, you can't be like, I'll be quiet. I'm choosing the unknown of fear. Bye-bye. Go on somewhere. That's so interesting. What would you say? Because I know that like your clients, whatever fear, because we all share the same fear, no matter what, right? Like even if we're entrepreneurs or not, like we share a lot of the same fears. What do you think is one of the biggest fears that you hear from your clients when it comes to the movement piece? Because I'm going to preface this by saying when I think of flare ups and I think of taking care of your body, the first thing my mind goes to is nutrition. And we, me and you have talked about this before of that you can eat really well, or you can eat clean, but it might not be specific to you. So what is a fear what is a fear or what is maybe an objection that you hear a lot from your clients when you immediately are like, yes, the, the nutrition part is important, but the movement piece is important too. Yeah. Two that come to mind are it's going to hurt or it's going to cause pain, right? Because mm -hmm. for a lot of individuals with autoimmune disease, especially one that affects like connective tissue, like chronic pain is a real thing. 
And then the other fear is this fear of using weights or going to the weight <laughs> section in the gym. And all like both are so very valid and movement is it's understandable to feel like or to have that fear that if I exercise, I'm going to be in pain because pain happens when you move because you are in pain and you try to move, you have pain. So more movement just to you equals more pain. But one thing that I really love working on with my clients is like moving in a way that doesn't cause pain. And so sometimes it's slowing things down or reframing what exercise even looks like. And this is why I call myself an autoimmune movement coach, not an exercise coach, because sometimes yeah. like, the thought of exercise can just be very overwhelming for people. And right. I really challenge my clients to reframe what does exercise look like? So for someone that does have chronic pain, do we slow it down first and learn to move well while sitting in a chair? Mm-hmm. And so the, what we were talking about is like moving with the fear is learning to reframe that fear in a way that helps you overcome that fear and not stay there. And so we work on small, simple movements that primarily target major joints um, to help stimulate the lymphatic system that is going to help your fascial system that is going to decrease pain. And so starting slow, you don't have to dive into the deep end right away. And I think that's why people are scared of exercise or have this fear of pain is because that's what they see. They see people yeah. bent over, huffing and puffing. If I don't do that, then it doesn't count. That's not yes. true. So I help my clients reframe what movement looks like for them as an individual. I meet them where they are and we work through that. And the other fear of being afraid of the weight section, completely understandable. It's, it's new. It's different. That's why a lot of people, when their doctor tells them you need to exercise, what's the first thing that they go to typically cardio, right? It doesn't require a lot of skill, but cardio is more likely to elicit an inflammatory response, but they don't know that. And so they're like, I tried running, but I was in a lot of pain. Well, probably because you were putting a lot of extra stress on your immune system. And so your body was responding to that. And so learning to get comfortable with weights. It's just the first thing you do is you walk by the weight section. You just look at it, get familiar with it. Right. And the next time you like go do something in the weight section that doesn't even require any weights. Maybe you go hold a plank just next to it, next to a dumbbell. And it's just like getting to, to know someone and the, the slow, like the very, very slow exposure to, to weights is what can help you overcome that fear. But it's like moving with it it's not just i'm scared of the weight so i'm not going to use any even though like they could be beneficial but it's taking small little steps towards that towards getting comfortable with your fear and before you quit it's no longer a fear yeah and we've i've talked about this before is like a lot of people think like the opposite of fear is confidence like they like oh they're fearless look how confident they are and we, and you've heard me, Danielle has heard me preach this so many times, but I'm like, confidence will never come first. Like you first have to be committed. 
then once you're committed, you have to have the courage to keep doing it. And then once you have the courage to keep doing it, it becomes easy and you become capable of doing it. And then after you do it several times, you start to feel confident in doing it. I love that, like those small steps. And I'm over here laughing because I'm like, I don't even have an autoimmune disease, but like running also hurts me. Like I hate cardio, but I'm just laughing. I'm like, yeah, I feel you on that one. I'm not a fan of cardio either. I actually would rather lift weights because weights to me are like, I just feel like I get a workout way much more. Like when I lift weights, um, or when I do some type of interval training, but I love too, that you were like that thought of, if I'm not basically dying at the gym, that I'm not doing, it's not, it doesn't matter is what you said. And that's one thing I've even had to reframe my mind on is that even if I do 10 squats in between calls, every little bit matters. Yeah. And I don't have to do it all at one time either. I can go for a walk for five minutes in the morning. And then two hours later, I could do 10 squats and then it doesn't matter. Like I can just kind of, it all adds up. I can do it throughout the day. And that was really beneficial for me because my mind was like, I don't have time to do this. Like, when am I going to have time to spend 45 minutes working out? But I've realized that if I do it throughout the day, I get more than 45 minutes in sometimes and I'm doing fun things. And like, I find creative ways to move my body. So even that I'm sure like with your clients, just taking those small steps, like has to be such a relief. And again, that even goes into entrepreneurship because I was just thinking about, you're telling me that you're learning this from me, but I actually learned that from you too. And in regards to marketing and having a strategy, it's if I don't have 10,000 followers then I can't do anything go all in, then I can't do anything. No, no one's going to buy from me as entrepreneurs also have that mentality of if we're not a hundred percent in, then we can't do anything at all. And that's not true. And actually you have helped me reframe like the idea of being in Facebook groups or just posting you, you gave me that challenge, just go live for five minutes a day. And I did. And it was just those small steps. Yeah. And how do you feel after you did that? Holy, like I have a strategy. <laughs> yeah, see, you guys so funny. I love her to death, but she was so afraid. She's like, I don't have time to write content. I was like, it takes you five minutes. And I was like, I'm going to challenge you to go live every single day for five minutes and move and do like a movement. Like have people join you, go and tell them like, I'm holding myself accountable. I'm going to move for five days every day on Instagram live. And she did it. And I told her the kind of how I said, it. I said, look, you have to first be committed and then you just have the courage to do it. And then once you start doing it a couple of times, it becomes easy. Like it's, and that's how it is with everything, right? Everything in our life, even as an entrepreneur, the more you do something, the more confident you'll feel, but you have to start with that commitment first. And it's very, and that is like 1000% true when it comes to movement and taking care of our bodies. We have to be committed to doing it. We have to be committed. Everyone wants motivation. Like I just need motivation. I need to be motivated. Motivation and confidence can stuff it. (laughs) It never comes first. It doesn't. You need accountability first. You do it. Then you feel confident about doing it and then you're going to keep doing it. And then you're going to feel motivated to do it. And that's the exact same thing I talked to my clients about is they're waiting for this motivation to show up. I'm like, no, never You come first. Then yeah. motivation follows. Because here's the thing, I've even said this, commitment and confidence will never go hand in hand. Like it will never go hand in hand, right? It You always have to be committed first and then 
hold yourself accountable, get someone to hold you. And I was over here. I got on one of her lives and I was like, I'm just going to move with her. Okay. I'm catching it live. I'm going to do it with her. It was like a bucket. She was making me tell me I needed to hold my hips like a bucket. And I was like, oh my God, this feels really good. I'm over here learning from her. And, and she just went live for five minutes and I joined her and I did it that one day. And I was like, I'm so proud of her. Yay. Look at her go. But you have to have that, you know, accountability too. And that's why I even say, make sure you have a community. And that's something you do as well in your program is that you literally hold them accountable. You give them that space of community to be able to reach out to you and ask you questions and really following up with them. And I think that's also something as entrepreneurs, we don't do enough. We just think, oh, someone bought my program. Cool. They're going to go through it, whatever. But you have to make an effort to to really hold them accountable. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying be codependent, like create codependency, but just reaching out and just saying, Hey, was thinking about you today. How's everything going? Even though we had a call yesterday, that just goes a super long way. Like it, it builds those relationships and having that accountability will also allow your clients to really be like, man, I am committed to doing this. It reminds them that they're committed. I think accountability reminds you that you're committed. Yeah. That's a good phrase. I'm going to have to keep that. Like accountability will remind you that you are committed. You will not feel committed some days. Yes, true. (laughs) But having that accountability will remind you why you started your commitment in the first place. And I think also just like the support system as well, having a coach having an accountability buddy just to challenge your thinking like on those days when you're like what if it doesn't work out like you need someone to remind you what if it does yeah yeah and I think the one last thing I want to add because we're getting to the the top of the hour but one thing I want to add is that I love the reframe of this entire podcast of just channeling that fear as a positive strategy I love that I just like, I'm over here thinking, man, I really want to talk about this some more because it's, it is a lot of us, when we hear fear, we do think if it's negative, oh my gosh, get away from fear. Let's run away from fear. But we're over here like, no, use fear as like the strategy to move you forward. Use it to know that fear gives you choices and what an amazing place to be to have choices. Yeah. Some people do not have choices and what an honor and a privilege it is to have choices and no, also knowing that none of those choices are right or wrong, which is also really cool. So yeah. I love that. I love how we just reframe this. Like my mind's over here. Oh my gosh, this is such a good reframe. Yeah. We just reframe this entire thing. So Daniela, this was so insightful. Can you please tell everyone how they can find you and a little bit about your program? If anyone is interested, I can always leave links in the show notes too. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram. So if you are on the gram, you can follow me at daniella.spear. And then my website also talks a lot about my program. So remadewellness.com. You can find more information on the remade method there. And that is a kind of three-phase approach that I use with my clients. First, we dive into the mindset. So this is the revive part of the program where we learn to tune back into that intuition where we learn to sit with our bodies and say, okay, what's going on? Because that also helps me as a coach design the best fitness program for you based off of what you need, what you desire. And so then we dive into the rebuild and that's where we really get into the fitness program, all the fun fitness part of it, the movement 
And this is where we really learn to be one with our body. We rebuild our body from the inside out. And then reclaim is the last part of that program where we learn strategies to just work with our autoimmune disease. We look at our lifestyle from a lot of different perspectives, like how is our sleep, how is our nutrition, our hydration, that plays a very important part. And are we dealing with stress in a healthy way? And so all of that is where the remade method is born. Yes. I love that too. And like, even what you said earlier, going from two to three flare-ups a week to Mm -hmm. one to two a month, like I could not, and again, I don't have autoimmune disease, but I can only imagine how pivotal that must be for someone. And the fact that you're like, you can train your immune system. I'm over here. Okay. I want to train my immune system. I don't even have autoimmune disease, which is pretty awesome. So I told you guys, she was incredible. You guys can see that she loves what she does and she's amazing at what she does. And I've had the privilege to work with her over the past couple of months to help pull this out of her to be like, Danielle, get out and tell everyone about it. And like, I need to have you on my podcast because I know that there are a lot of people out there who have an autoimmune disease and what you do is just so pivotal and and healing. And I think everyone that hears you is going to understand that, wow, she really cares and she understands and she believes me. I think that's the biggest thing is like, you're letting people know, I believe what you're saying because I've been there. I think that's just so pivotal. So I love that so much, Daniela. Thank you so much for coming on. And you guys, if you want to connect with her, just go over to Instagram, go to her website. I'll also leave links in the show notes. So any last thing you want to share, Daniela, before we tune out? I think just a reminder that when you have a fear come up, like Ashley said, be aware of that and know that you have a choice. Because for some people, they don't even know that they are living with a fear. But if you have a fear, that is an amazing thing that you've become aware of and you can use it to your advantage. So like for me, just this past year, speaking up has been something that I've always been afraid of because I didn't think people would believe me. But speaking up this past year has proven so beneficial to me and just using that fear of, okay, I'm scared, but I'm going to do this anyway. I have become a lot more relatable to my clients and have made a lot more connections to people um, within the fitness and autoimmune space as well. So yeah. yeah, become aware of that fear and use it to your advantage. Yeah. And even the last thing I'll add, you said, but, and I even reframe this for me. Like, I don't like to use, but in my vocabulary, no buts on the no fart around show, no buts, but I love to say, even though I'm going to speak up, even though someone might not believe me. Yeah. And that sounds just so much more empowering. Like I'm going to show up and speak, even though someone might not believe me. Yeah. It's just very empowering. So that's the last thing I wanted to share because you said that and I was like, oh, I, I want to say this real quick because it is just an easy way to change that mindset and just try to eliminate but from your vocabulary because but is a word that allows you to stop and it, it makes you hesitate. Mm-hmm. It gives you doubt and uncertainty. And so let's get rid of that, right? Let's get rid of that word because it's a judgment word and we need to say even though, even though. Um, because it just makes you feel so much better. Yeah. Even though I don't care, I'm going to do it even though, right? which is amazing. But again, Daniela, thank you so much for sharing. And I hope that you all have an amazing rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the No Farm Around Show. 
Ah, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback, and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode, and until then, I will smell you later.